0: There, there we are. Peter, thank you so much uh, for that very thoughtful and challenging presentation. And uh, now we're gonna try to unpack it a little bit. So David Anderson, I'd like to, to invite you up, and Shondell Morgan, come on up. Grab seats. That's good. Okay, so David, you actually work at Arosha. So uh you're uh you're you're up for this kind of stuff I think. And uh Shondell, you have a master's degree almost. And uh you've been thinking a lot about a lot of these issues for a lot of time I think. So you've just heard Peter just like we all have. What did you hear? Um
1: well, partly cuz it's quite personal. Um one of the things I heard really clearly was, uh, God, God is love, and God desires to root love in us, and for us to express love, uh, in all that we do, and that's that's the that's the journey towards um, that's the journey with Christ, um, and none of us start off good at that. Sorry, if you're, I'm not. Like, I um, what's easy is is loving my well sort of loving myself in a kind of a selfish way. Um, these things need to be like learned and taught. This is what God desires to work in us through the Spirit. And as we love, as we love each other, and as we love God's creation, like, and creation is us in all of this. It's not just the green bits. When, when we say creation, biblically, that's people and places. Um, when we love, that will open up our hearts to loss. If I love another, then I'm going to grieve when they're experiencing difficulty. When I love an aspect of creation or of the earth, when it suffers uh, or is degraded, uh, it's going to be hard, and then it's easy to turn. We want to buffer ourselves from the hardness uh, or numb ourselves, and there's heaps of ways, right, we can numb ourselves from from loss and love, Um, but that's not the way. That's not the way of Jesus. It's not turning off lament. It's it's pressing in. And lo and behold, when we press in, oftentimes, uh, that leads to deeper and greater love. So that's one of the things that I, I heard.
2: Yeah, I think one of the things that was standing out to me was just this idea of hope in this. Um, yeah, so I am also in the environmental world, um, but kind of in the secular side of things. So I'm going to a university for an environmental degree and then also work at an environmental nonprofit, and, um, but not uh, religious in any of those places. So um, yeah, I think a lot of the conversations do often center on kind of the despair that we find ourselves in. And um, whether it's in staff meetings talking about Maybe the loss of species in our area or going to conferences, a lot of the messages, okay, like we knew we had to change things, and things aren't changing yet, and look at all of this, how are we going to respond to all these changes in our world? Um, so yeah, just hearing this message of hope within those places where often I see and hear despair is a big encouragement, I think, and um because that is true. We aren't just left to our own devices and um just what science tells us. We also have this God who is able to do the impossible and um even though the earth might seem like it's dying, we know Jesus was resurrected from the dead and impossible things can happen.
0: Great uh, thank you thank you both for that. And uh, so uh the question then uh, To to kind of finish this little panel with is, uh, what does this make you want to do about things? I mean, uh, from what you've heard this morning, uh, you could just sort of can that and go, well, that was a nice service. Uh, You know, we heard that that was that was cool, but to do what exactly is the question? So, David, what what does it make you want to do? Oh boy, how much time do we have? (laughs)
1: <laughs> not too much. Uh, w- well, here's something that I both want to do, but I also get really excited, and, and it does it is a sign of hope in the younger generation. Um, so I think younger people, uh, they get that everything is interconnected, in part because they're interconnected to everything all the time in a way that's really different than when I was younger. I'm not young anymore. Um, um, So that actually gives me hope. Like we hear a lot about, like, don't we're all nagging our boys all the time. Well, not so much screen time, not so much screen time. But here's something good: the younger generation gets that everything is interconnected. Like they get that when you walk in the store and you see a sale on some kind of cheap processed good in the middle aisle of the supermarket, and if it if it has heaps of palm oil in it, they've just seen a documentary or a little thing that popped up on their Instagram about. Ir- Aranyutan populations being decimated by palm oil plantations. They, they get that how we shop is intimately connected with habitat and biodiversity and human communities of, sub- of substance farmers. Um, so here that, that is hard to be that interconnected, but it's deeply good and it's deeply biblical. The, the Bible says all of us in all of this is interconnected. We, the Bible always works against compartmentalizing. Um, so, younger generation, one thing I want to encourage you to continue to do is don't let go of that. Don't become compartmentalized. If you feel uncomfortable about shopping habits or about things in your family or, uh, or buying habits, um, like press in. And here's the exhortation for parents and grandparents and the, and the rest of us. Engage with the younger generation where, when they're uncomfortable and they're asking hard questions. Like, don't resist. They're asking good, wise questions. Get into it with them. Um, they're doing something good and hopeful and disruptive. That's excellent. That's what they're supposed to do to wake the rest of us up. Um, yeah. There you go.
2: I think for me personally, well, I shared after coming out of the Urbana conference um, with you guys a few Sundays ago, just about uh, how I was inspired to kind of challenge those places in my life where I see that I'm, I've kind of given in to the comfort of this empire that we live in, and um, where I will make choices that I know aren't the best for the environment, but are just easier, like taking a paper-to-go mug, or choosing to drive instead of taking my bike places, or things like that. And so uh, this last month, I've been attempting to make some of those small changes in my life that um, to better reflect what I believe about the kingdom and about our God. And so this was an encouragement for me in that. And then another thing was just at the end there, uh, when you were talking about those little liturgies in in life, and um, something that the first thing that came to my mind in a place where can I start reflecting and um, and doing things like that was just outside my office, there's an eagle's nest. And often I'll hear the eagles chirping as I'm working. And every time I do, I always like stop and, and look out and look for them because I love eagles. So I'm um, just thinking that as I hear them to just take that time to to say a prayer and to um, just slow down, take my mind off work for a second, and and refocus on that hope that there is.
0: Thank you both for uh, helping us uh, try to think some of this through. Uh, I'm really uh, encouraged by that phrase that Jesus used, the renewal of all things. Uh, and I, I long for that. I think we all long for that. And uh, so thank you for sharing this morning and for helping us uh, with that. Thanks a lot. Thank
2: so